Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Friday, kiddos. What's going on? My name is Clinton Yates. First, of course, I can't even see, see you know, that ass Kirk thing has already got me thrown off. I can't <laughs> Sorry, say, messing you of up, course, huh? Kirk, without <laughs> screwing it up. Kirk Morrison is here as well. We're filling in for Travis and Allen today. I guess the parade was that big of a deal. They got to take things off on a Friday. Slee was in the Murphy bed drinking chamomile tea. I don't know what Travis is doing. He's probably whacking the ball all over a golf course. Kirk, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, man. Great to be in. Great to be with you, Clinton. It's uh, it's Friday. Um, I won't be on the golf course yet, but I'll be uh, watching what's going on not too far from me. The Riviera uh, right now, the Genesis oh, Open right. is going on. So uh, I may try to get out there for a couple of days uh, over this weekend. Well, let's let, let's let's get into that before we talk yeah. about some other things. I had an invitation to pop out to Riviera, but the okay. person who invited me ended up not going. So I wasn't sure or not not being able to go. I wasn't sure if I should make time out of my schedule because this is the big weekend, Kirk. We got a lot happening. All yes. right. We got Daytona five. I know you don't care about that. I do we care about Daytona. NBA, <laughs> we got the NBA all-star game yeah. and we've got Riviera in town with the golf and We've still got, you know, Rams hangover kind of stuff. Where are you on that, Kirk? Yeah, uh, I'm still on the Rams hangover. Uh, we are less still. You know, it hasn't been a week yet. I think you can party it up for a week. A week? That's about where you are? Yeah. I mean, you can go for about a week and kind of, you know, let the confetti continue to keep flowing. But, <laughs> I mean, it is a President's Day weekend, too, by the way. So I know a lot of people may be out there on the uh, on the highways Please be safe, buckle up, enjoy the uh, long weekend. That means that my kids are off on Monday. So you got to be creative with the time this weekend. So for me, mm. I'm trying to figure it out. I didn't want to bury the lead. I'll give it to you now, Clinton, okay? Your boy right. turns the big 4-0 tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Oh! Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the club. I'm, I'm going okay. to the club tomorrow, uh, putting oh, my big boy pants on. So Didn't even reveal this in the pre-show meetings. Yeah, no. For the show. That's how this you see. I'm a professional. Important. You know, I'm that a professional. well done. <laughs> wow, that was professional. well done. So anyway, if anybody has, yeah. yeah, yeah, anybody should, uh, you know, if they have any suggestions on how I'm supposed to celebrate my 40th, let me know because I'm kind of keeping it chill right now. Just kind of treating it just a regular weekend because it's a long weekend. But I'm planning on doing some things later in the year. You know what I mean? As oh, okay. restrictions so are starting to lessen up around the world. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll be giving away Rams Super Bowl championship hats all day today, once every hour. So stay tuned for that. But we got to get to some stuff first off, which yeah. is the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, in the in the in the aftermath of the Rams winning and everything, and LeBron asking for various parades between teams, which I thought was a eh, little bit of a lame <laughs> idea personally, but there's real deal Lakers news, which is that when Anthony Davis went down two games ago, he didn't really get back up real well. We weren't really sure what the diagnosis was going to be. 
Apparently now he's going to miss at least 12 games. That's four weeks. This is a critical juncture of the season, Kirk. Do you think this team, I don't want to say can survive, because I'm not even really sure what that means on the other end. We can get back into that. But where do you feel, how do you feel about this, just seeing that news really get official? Well, I think that, first off, uh, LeBron goes into All-Star Weekend a little bit differently. Mm. Um, He is going to go in, I I don't even know if he's in Cleveland yet, I think his first appearance probably will be like make tomorrow or something whenever they have the uh, official practice, and then he'll get away. He'll have his little vacation, and he he's really got to rest up. He's really got to rest up, and I'm saying this because Clinton, this Lakers season is about to fall on his shoulders. Like he's got to have enough rest because everything is going to fall on LeBron. This just told me with with Anthony Davis going down again. It's kind of what we've been we've been used to that we've seen so far is that LeBron has to carry this team all the way to a possible playoff berth because no AD that was the only guy that we can say hey maybe LeBron can sort of take a semi night off right hey AD is yeah. going to do a majority of the score he's going to give us you know thirty and and twenty or thirty and fifteen and LeBron doesn't have to have that that type of game where he's got to be triple double LeBron so I think now. There's two people who are that this the focus will be on. Obviously, mm-hmm. number one is LeBron because guess what? He's got to carry the team. But number two, I know you don't wish bad will or ill will on anybody else, but guess who is excited right now? Russell Westbrook. Oh, because he know it is Russell Westbrook it's time. It's Westbrook time. <laughs> because I mean, the big three, it's it's like LeBron, <sighs> it's AD, and it was Russell Westbrook. Now you exit Anthony Davis for twelve games. Now Russell Westbrook rises up to the top, and so you already know he's telling himself, "Yeah, see, y'all said y'all didn't need me. Oh, y'all need me now. You don't. You need me now." <laughs> I mean, but this is part of the problem, Kirk. Is that the only way? that this team was really going to be, in my opinion, a true championship contender in the regards of not just what we thought they could be for themselves, but people tend to forget this all the time. The opponents they're playing against matter too. A lot of other teams in the NBA have improved tremendously from a continuity standpoint to a talent standpoint to an overall just, you know, pride standpoint. I'm thinking about the Bucks and I'm thinking about the Suns in terms of the two teams at the top of the other um, conferences. Miami Heat, I understand, but I don't put right. put them in the same regard. I just feel like, based on what we've seen this whole season, there's no way to truly evaluate the talent, the capability, or any of this as championship-worthy. Now, sure, they might be in a good position to sort of hang around in the play-in, but the operative word you said, Kirk, around Anthony Davis is that he's injured again. and past injury is the only indication of future injury. And I don't say that because I'm one of these people out here trying to make fun of him and his lack of durability. It's not about a judgment of character. It don't matter why you ain't on the court if you ain't on the court in terms of what your ability to contribute to the team is. And for me, that's ultimately what the issue is here. When this season started, what was the belief? LeBron's going to be a solid number two to ADs being the defensive player of the year candidate we've seen him be and seen him be the offensive threat that we know he can be from a wing and perhaps, you know, sort of working his way down low in terms of how his game changes up. None of that has happened at all. 
that hasn't had a chance to gel. It hasn't had a chance to succeed. So when you tell me that he's not going to play 12 games at the end of the season in which they're, I don't want to say hanging on to a play-in position, but if they lose all 12, they're not going to play. That's unlikely to happen. I just, it's tough for me to look at this. As we say where I'm from, from D.C., there is not a path to victory in mm. terms of the votes mm. you got to get right now for me for the Lakers, which is unfortunate, but there's also been, a, it's been a season beset by a lot of things. But do you even trust A.D. when he does come back? I don't know. Right? You remember you know what I mean? Remember, I go back to, was it, uh, I think it was the bubble. Remember he got injured? Or well, was it maybe last year. It, w- it was last year because the bubble, sorry, he yeah. was the most important player on the team. And yes, I, I just want to say this. When the when when this is all washed when this all washes out, you know what I mean, and you know we got people talking about retirements here and there, left and right, and what LeBron's <laughs> going to do, and all of this. When this all washes out, I think people are going to realize that the one ring they did get, even if it was in the bubble, even if we didn't get a parade in Los Angeles, was as valuable as is, is going to be more valuable than people realize because it was the best that we saw of Anthony Davis. He hit that shot against the Nuggets that eliminated I mean that was basically the most important shot of the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to make sure that for the ring that they did win, he gets his credit because it's not like he's lost these others alone too, you know. Right. But the expectations in Los Angeles is not just one. Everybody yeah. can get one. But it's about really? multiple. Can yeah. they? Can everybody get well, one? I'm just saying if you're a Laker, you feel like everybody can get one. But true Lakers, we're talking about the historic Lakers, the magical Lakers, the anniversary team Lakers, right? It's about getting yeah. two, right? It, th- that's what separates you from the greats. They put Anthony Davis on that wall of being great. He was brought here to be great. He was brought here to take the torch from LeBron. When LeBron exits left, it's supposed to be Anthony Davis's team. And right now, so far, outside of the one championship, like you mentioned, I think we all have a hard time of seeing it happening again because we don't trust the body of Anthony Davis. The player, we know what you can get, but the body has not gave us any bit of confidence that he can hold up or maintain his level of play for years on end. I just think that there is a certain element of the Los Angeles fan base that, sure, championships might be the only sort of standard that matters, but the question is, what does or bust mean? Because apparently to the Lakers, it's championship and bust because that's exactly <laughs> what they did. And that's right. why I'm sort of like, okay, well, I don't really understand what that mentality means to a fan in terms of what is reasonable sort of expectation for your own sanity. I mean, okay, you don't win the championship, but how do you retool? That's the real question. What do you actually do? Because you ain't busting it. Ain't no bust. The bust is over. That's what I'm saying. And so I'm like, championship or bust doesn't really qualify as as, as sensible here. But I do wonder what considers, you know, and you guys can tell us, 877-710-ESPN. You know, what is, again, and if you've got to caveat it with, okay, we want the championship, I get it. You know what I mean? That's always a possibility if you're in the tournament. But what would you consider a reasonable success coming out of this if, for example, Anthony Davis can't even play in the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? Where, where do you go from there if you're not even a complete team? It's still championship or bust, man. Like, th- th- this is like the NFL is all in, right? And it's all in mm-hmm. for one season. And we know after you, you win, you you're hopefully can run it back. The NBA is about dynasties. It's about can you win one back-to-back, right? We saw Toronto couldn't win it back-to-back because obviously the team got dismantled. We're looking at Giannis and the Bucks. Can they go back-to-back? in the legacy of Giannis, right, where the Lakers, they won one. They couldn't, you know, win the next year. But now it's like, okay, 
can they get back to the dominance? When you're so used to winning multiple championships in a row that separates you from the rest, that's where the Lakers are right now. That yeah, they can't it's been get a while since they were that. It's been a while since they were that good, though. And I get what your point is, yeah. but here's what I'm saying, Kirk. If you're going to say championship or bust, well, then let's describe the bust. What do you actually do? <laughs> Who do you get rid of and how? I mean, I mean that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because to me, that otherwise that phrase means I don't want to say nothing, but it's a little too convenient for, you know, when you think about how this franchise runs their operation. Palinka, the buses, you know, they sort of run it family style. It's a family right. business. And so there's a lot of decisions that are made on just what people like and how people feel. And I am very curious as to what the or bust is in this situation because we heard Ramona Shelburne, our, our Momo, uh -huh. sort of reporting that she was of the understanding that ain't no bust. It's going to be no championship and no championship. And they're just going to have to figure it out because that's what they paid LeBron to do. It's an interesting topic to me because one of the things I was always concerned about with these two things, I talked about this a lot, Laker Nation versus Planet LeBron. When Planet mm -hmm. LeBron first ran into Laker Nation, it was a little awkward. He right. was doing things and not showing up. Everyone's like, well, who is this guy? I mean, I know he's LeBron James. And then they sort of came together and they kind of figured it out. But <laughs> this is the one time where they might hang this brother out to dry because they gave him everything he wanted. You, right. know, you know what I'm saying? And I'm very mm -hmm. curious as to how that relationship goes forward should this team not make it to the championship, Kirk. I like how you laid that out there. So it was a truce between Laker Nation and and Team LeBron. <laughs> Planet That's LeBron. Like, Planet it was, LeBron. It was a plan, plan Planet LeBron. LeBron. It was, it was a truce. They came together. They shook hands. It was like the Bloods and the Crips, they came together, and they just shook and said, this is what it is. We're going to come together for this championship. And at some point. And they did it. <laughs> and at some point, like you mentioned, uh, this team was created by LeBron. He brought in his guys, the guys that he felt can help him win a championship. They gave away some of the great stars, young stars that they had. They gave away the Julius Randles and, um, you know, you the look BIs at the Lonzo the, Balls. The Lonzo Balls, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Guys who right now, if they were on the roster, you wouldn't be as concerned. You would say, you know what, this little young core of nucleus of guys, had we kept them, we may be able to push through an injury or two. But I get it. You had to give them up to get Anthony Davis. My only question is now is I know it's hindsight. But if you look at sort of the progress of those players and if you can mm -hmm. redo it again and you look at where you are now, is it a situation that you're happy you have Anthony Davis or is, wow, you know what? It may have harpened. It may have kind of halted what we expected the future to look like because we are we're, we are a society that's always looking for the future. We're not looking in the past. We don't care that you just won recently. Everybody's like, when are you going to win the next one? And it seems like right now it's so bleak that – People are, man, should we have done that? Should we have made that deal? Because our, we've mortgaged our future, and we have nothing really to show for it. As they like to say in the business, cold game. We got some <laughs> suggestions for Kirk's birthday, by the way. Emily mm -hmm. says you should play Edward Forty Hands. You know what that is? What is Edward Forty Hands? <laughs> <laughs> it's when you tie two 40s to your hands via duct tape and you oh, can't wow. let either off until you drink them <laughs> both and the reason why you tie them is because you have to drink them faster so they don't get warm and then you're not wow. stuck at the party like a dork we now know what emily used to do with the water polo team back in college if you have more suggestions 877-710-ESPN 877-710-ESPN coming up we're going to our metaverse expert taylor that's an inside joke. It's All-Star Weekend. And who wouldn't want to be in lovely Cleveland where it's snowing like it looks like the Hunger Games right now? <laughs> That's next. It's Travis and Sleewa on 710 ESPN.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What's up, gang? Kirk and Clinton in for Travis and Sliwa, ESPN 710. We've got a birthday coming up here in the studio. We're going to get some more of that later. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Okay, so right now on my television screen, I'm watching the Rising Stars practice on NBA TV. (laughs) Of course, this happened last night. I'm the kind of guy that tunes into this type of stuff. Um and it's All-Star Weekend, you know, yeah. and everybody's in Cleveland, lovely Cleveland. The weather looks just fantastic there. Just a great idea for the NBA to put something in the middle of the Midwest, in the middle of <laughs> the winter, to celebrate everybody who's any good. That's a We'll get to that later. But there's all sorts of things that come out around the All-Star game, Kirk. There's different, you know, sort of bits. There's NBA 75, which is, you know, the celebration of <clears throat> the 75 best players in the league and the 75 years of the league, which is cool. It's it's created some fun stuff, to, you know, the – this game I'm talking about, the Rising Stars game, is one of them in some different format things. But there's also been a couple weird things, and this one crossed my desk. <clears throat> Apparently, Adam Silver introduced whatever the NBA's metaverse footprint <laughs> is going to be. And listen, I understand the metaverse as well as the next guy. And by mm-hmm. as well as the next guy, I do mean relatively well. I get it. McDonald's recently got a patent to order to be able to sell food in the metaverse, meaning okay. you could just be playing <laughs> your game, hit your Mickey D's inside of Fortnite, and the food comes to your door. Okay. I get that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. What I don't get, Taylor, our metaverse expert, is what introducing a unique character has to do with real life in actual basketball and presumably Adam Silver introduced some guy named Coach Nat or some whatever we call it called Coach Nat. I don't want to offend the <laughs> droid community or whatever it may be. I'm actually being serious about that. What is going on here, Taylor? You brought up Oculus in the meeting. Please break it down to me and explain to me what Coach Nat is going to do for me in my real life. Okay, first, let's listen to Adam. Coach Nat, rather than communicate by Zoom, to come down on the stage and demonstrate to everyone what you're able to do at these clinics. Hello and thank you, Adam. Holy cow. Okay. I mean, I, we'd heard a lot about him during the pandemic, but I'd never stood next to him. My role is to help coach, train, develop the next generation of NBA talent. I know all the best moves and am untethered by one single dimension. I can even make a free throw. <laughs> Okay, like, is this some large troll job bit that Shaq has done? Because that's clearly Shaq's voice, and he makes a joke about free throws. And it's like, a, for those of you who haven't seen this, we can, if, if ESPN um, Los Angeles, let's retweet that <clears throat> before I die here losing my voice. Let's retweet that so you can see it. But it's like Adam Silver standing on stage, sort of Steve Jobs, Apple style. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden this thing, hologram, <laughs> NFT, whatever, comes out and starts running shtick. Kirk, what am I looking at here? And Taylor, can you please explain this? Yeah, I'll let Taylor explain it because I told you um, earlier, I I watched the full clip and I can't get the 51 seconds back of the clip that I watched. Like I lost 51 seconds of my life watching Coach Nett, who sounds like Shaq, who is supposed to be who is Shaq. 
and saying he could be Superman. Like, it was just too much. I was like, Taylor, help me out, please. Well, we know the NBA is always trying to do this kind of stuff. Do you guys remember in 2019 when they had the digital jerseys they were trying to unveil? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Forgot about that. I remember that. That didn't go well for me. Mm. So this might be something that. This might be something that just turns out like that, or it could be because the NBA is so global. It could be something that would enable them to coach, you know, players, young players around the world. Yeah, that's an idea. That's an idea. Imagine if Larry Bird for that goal. Imagine if Larry Bird, as a young kid in French Lick, Indiana, (laughs) had a VR coach. How much better he could have been. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm trying to understand. Is like, is this really something that we're using as? an outreach for kids to play more video games for kids to play more basketball more basketball video games like i'm not i'm not old right. manning this at all well, you, i'm just trying to understand where i'm going to run into coach nat in these streets you would need to own a vr headset okay so okay. have access to that first and then you're standing up it's not like you're sitting down playing video games so there there'd be exercise involved but i think it's basically showing a different basketball move to to a young player okay this seems very we sports to me uh did you guys yeah yeah i remember we sports yeah back when uh, they made everyone feel like they were really overweight by sitting on those things and i feel like this has a lot of the same thing to me uh we sports and the oculus and coach nat but i i I can't i know that coach nat could not coach me up to be a good basketball player well you gotta understand this too emily like i'm going like i said i'm turning 40 tomorrow and so now i start to reference a lot of things from my childhood and I'm like, back in my day. And oh, back in my guy. day, you know, and I know, Clint, I think you probably were a guy that maybe used it as well. You remember the power pad? Oh, bro. For Nintendo? Family, I was nice <laughs> at the power pad. I, no. mean, I was a pretty fast runner anyway in the sports that I played. And I that translated, bro, in the basement. Believe that. I was down there chopping it up like a mug. Had my cousins all kinds of angry. I was yeah. like, oh, you, want, you got a problem? We can go outside and I'll show you as well. And it often happened. And all of I a sudden, love the power pad. And Cheetah came out, and then Cheetah used to come out there and just tear you up, man. Like, come on, man, let's listen, be real. Listen, the power pad, good. by the way, Emily, if you don't remember the power pad, it was Nintendo's version of track and field. So they had all of these different games. It was like Nintendo Olympics, but yeah. one of them was like track and field. And so you plug the power pad in, and it was for two people. So this is when you can have all your buddies you come over. You could have four on the power yeah. pad, bro. You it was four? four? You could have four. There were two sets. Yeah, you could definitely have four on the power pad. Was it on the ground? Like, did you step on it? Like, it you was step on, on it, it yes. Like it was twi- on the ground. It looked like a twister. It looked like a twister <laughs> Like board. Dance That's Dance exactly Revolution? It, it, yeah. it was the, the, the beginning. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, the, the I guess it might have been the beta version, right? Of <laughs> 1.0. We'll say that. 1.0. 1.0 the power pad was way too big to call it a beta. <laughs> I mean, that thing, I remember the power pad in my house, it was like, you know, I didn't just break out the power pad. You know what right. I mean on on any on any on any Tuesday night. You know right. what I mean. The fa- you know the, the family had to be over. There was a sleepover. The power pad was like a special, uh, special edition kind of thing for me. <laughs> Love that thing. Would you yeah. guys pay big money though to get the Oculus like sit courtside things? Would you pay like more? Like, would you pay a hundred dollars to sit courtside on the Oculus? And I could still see. Am I watching a real game? Yeah. Yes, you're watching a real live game, like Lakers, Warriors, courtside tickets, but in the I, Oculus. A hundred bucks, I definitely would. A hundred bucks yeah. is not that much money. You know what I'm saying? In terms of the context of like what the overall NBA ticket experience is. I, th- right, I mean, if right. I, I mean, you're not physically there, so I had I had to knock it down, obviously. But sure, yeah, I would pay a hundred bucks for that. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think I would pay a hundred bucks for the NFL. 
right, for it to be like sort of with all these different cameras, you know, like the sky cam, if I can get like an Oculus view where I'm like literally right there, like I'm sitting next to or standing next to Coach Sean McVay. Like if they had something like that and I can watch the game from that vantage point, I think that would be tremendous. I would pay a hundred bucks to do that. You know, Kirk's the the guy we like to have sideline. You know, he really (laughs) likes to identify our sets. We work out of that well of the 11 package. You saw me carrying that really big (laughs) bottle of champagne. You know, when I'm not in coach mode, it's a really fun thing to see how I can get out socially. I'm Sean McVay. Sorry, go ahead. Run it back. He was, he was, that's my stupid Sean McVay impression, but he was on 10 at that parade. It was awesome. Anyway, separately. People uh, people don't really, that's for us another We'll we'll get to the, we'll get to the parade later, but (laughs) I actually think I would rather have the Oculus experience in a basketball game than I would in a football game because I don't think a lot of people realize how loud and how much more violent <laughs> football is from field level, yes. especially at the pro level, where it, I, I think there's a lot of fans who would be like, I don't want to watch it from this close. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Because the I carnage is too high, Kurt. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Every time I'm on the sideline of an NFL game, I still question myself, why did I ever do this? Why, like, why, why did I play football again? Like, seriously, yeah. I question myself about why did I do this seeing grown men going at full speed or just seeing what Aaron Donald did to Joe Burrow the last play of the Super Bowl. Like, it's, yeah, that's why I stay away now. Crunched them up real good. All right, coming up, <laughs> is the NBA doing itself a disservice by having its All-Star weekend in Cleveland? You want the short answer or the long answer? That's next. And Rams Super Celebration Week is on all week on 710. Listen every hour for your chance to win a Rams Super Bowl champion's hat. Call in right now, 877-710-ESPN. Caller number 10 wins. That's next. This is Travis and Sliwa. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Steel. Today is Dr. Dre's birthday. By the by, for those of you who don't know, my name is Clinton Yates. Kirk Morrison is here as well, filling in for Travis and Slee. Since we've got the piano keys, by the way, did you see the preview for that before it came out? And they had the keys coming out the seas with Dr. Dre running. Oh, oh, yeah. it was it. oh, it was great. <laughs> it was great. I'll let you know. So some people, you know, they were talking about the Super Bowl, obviously, and the Rams won. That was tremendous. And the halftime show was obviously a big deal in terms yeah. of, you know, the stars and so forth. Now. A lot of people were like, oh, Yates, you were in L.A. Why didn't you go to at least see the halftime show? I was like, you know what? I got to be honest. Watching a halftime show of that kind of star power from inside the stadium, not really the same experience as hanging out with a bunch of black folks that are 30 to 40, 50 years old that know that music at a day party in Los Angeles. That joint was going up where I was, Kirk. We loved the halftime show. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to – I don't want to, you know, poo-poo on the parade, but I'm going to be honest with you. Uh-oh. Being at the Super Bowl and yeah. watching the halftime show, 
it is, to your point, better to watch it at home or in a different space <laughs> where you can actually enjoy it. Think about it. Half the stadium couldn't even see the halftime show yeah. because they were pointed in a direction that you could only see it off the Oculus anyway. All right? So just understand that as good <laughs> as the Kendrick. show. They got Kendrick. That was the only person yeah, they, they got. got. But, I, yeah. you know, I've seen the shows. Other than I think I, I think it was a Katy Perry. Um she when she did her little thing left on, shark and all that noise. Yeah, yeah like that was like okay this was this was cool like i'm, I'm videotaping this but for the <laughs> most part like I, like i remember when the like the weekend and when everybody's doing it like i have to wait till after it's over and look at all the memes that i missed because when you're watching it live i can't see what's going on you can't on. see all that yeah i mean i could barely tell that 50 cent was hanging upside down like i didn't even know until you didn't get the I'm new looking- 50 cent workout tape you missed that <laughs> <laughs> it's your 40th coming up. I'm a copy for you. I'm a copy for you. If y'all got some ideas for Kirk's 40th birthday, what he should do, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We also got what is our version of Ask Slee. We're still mm-hmm. going to call it Ask Slee hashtag. So tweet us, any of us, hashtag Ask Slee, and then Ask Slee goodness. Thank you. I nailed it. And then we'll answer it. I got questions for Emily. got questions for me. You got questions for Kirk. That's fine. Now. Okay, so we're going to link these two things we were last just talking about. As George would say, speaking of Cleveland, um, <laughs> LeBron had some comments that he made regarding Aaron Donald, which I thought were very interesting. He made these comments on Wednesday, but this seemed to get to you, Kirk, in terms of what you thought. Let's hear it, Taylor, and LeBron James on Aaron Donald. He's the greatest defensive player I've ever seen play the sport. And I say him and Lawrence Taylor, but I didn't get an opportunity to see Lawrence Taylor play. <clears throat> He's the greatest defensive player I've ever seen. Now, presumably, he's talking about football, but he was also right. talking about any sport. I, I'm not sure I understand here, Kirk. Explain this to me. Well, I think what he's saying is that LeBron James is saying the the the, the most the defensive player that he kind of recognizes the most as the greatest of all time is Aaron Donald because he's seeing it right now live yeah. and in the flesh. See, LeBron James was born in 1984, people. Um. That would make him two years old if he would even recognize that Lawrence Taylor is still the last NFL player to win the MVP as a defensive player. Not defensive player of the year, MVP. He was that dude, right? And then you throw in the other three, you know, defensive player of the year award. I'm not saying, hey, look, I was only born two years older. I mean, two years before LeBron. In I was going to say, you out here acting like you watched all kinds. Con- like, I, I was there when he was in North Carolina, tearing right. people up in the ACC. But when you got, like, you know, some of these old cats, you know, like my pops and his friend, LT yeah. was a bad dude. Like, And this is part of when you know a guy is good, like when his initials and you know who we're talking about, right? Now <laughs> – if you go down to San Diego County, a little bit different. You say LT down in San Diego County, they're going to tell you, oh, LaDainian Tomlinson. Nah, sure. man. Mm-mm. LT, when I hear LT first, that's the first one, Lawrence Taylor. Because number 56, and I wanted to be two players growing up, first of all, mm. Clint, because I, I wanted to play linebacker, defensive end. Right. So there was two players I wanted to be, LT and DT. LT for Lawrence Taylor, DT, God rest his soul, Derek Thomas. Former defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are the two players that I, for me, growing up, I wanted to be like. So I watched them, and they were the most dominant defensive players that I had ever seen. But then all of a sudden, I've I've watched this Aaron Donald guy for eight years, 
And I'm saying, oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, like, I'm now seeing it. Like, when I was young, I didn't understand it. Now right. I'm seeing probably what my dad and the, the older generation saw in Lawrence Taylor. I'm living it right now with Aaron Donald. Let me ask you a question from a strict sure. football standpoint, which is how much do you think that Aaron Donald being a defensive lineman of his type, an interior lineman who typically rushes up the middle, takes away from exactly what you mentioned, his ability to even be looked at as a possible MVP. Because when we think about players like, I don't know, Deion Sanders on the outside, making a lot of flashy plays, allegedly covering everything. I mean, allegedly in the context of like, that's easier to see. How much do you think just the position that he plays Aaron Donald makes it difficult for people to see his actual greatness? And perhaps that's what LeBron was speaking to a little bit. Yeah, it's very difficult because he doesn't have the, you know, there's some times where he can be taken out of a game. Like teams literally can take him out of the game. And we've seen that at parts during the year. You can see the frustration on Aaron Donald when teams throw the ball in .1 seconds. Like they snap it and literally throw it. and He can't do anything. He's kind of helpless. And he's hoping to maybe make a play in the run game, things like that. Lawrence Taylor, for people who hadn't had a chance to see Lawrence Taylor – he was an outside linebacker, defensive end. So not only did he drop in coverage, he rushed a passer. For his career, he had like over 65 forced fumbles. Aaron Donald, hmm. in comparison right now, about 24-25 in his career so far. So just kind of showing you what Lawrence right. Taylor was able to do because his position had him to be multifaceted. He was a guy who had un- un- unprecedented ability, and he would literally scare the living <laughs> uh, oh yeah 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 out of you seriously he was he was like that dude and you ever heard the, the lawrence taylor story before in terms of bro i've heard a million like, lawrence <laughs> taylor stories I, I don't know this is a family program as I, of yes, right now so exactly. you better be careful which well, ones no, you want to tell well the one that i was just playing that i guess he just you know had a good time uh the night before a game and was actually in a cab driving home and they were passing the meadowlands and the lights were on, and he said, what they got going on? He said, oh, they're about to have a, a football game. The Giants are playing. And the cab driver had to get out. He said, oh, I'm supposed to be there. Cab driver drops him off like a couple hours before the game, and he literally goes out there and play. Like, th- that's like the stuff of legends that I've heard. At least it's like, these are maybe secondhand folk tales. Right. But that's right, the right. kind of player in the era in which he was that bad of a dude that he can just show up, lace him up, and was the best player on the field regardless of position. Aaron Donald is the closest thing that we've seen to what Lawrence Taylor was. But when I see the dude the other day with his shirt off with the eight-pack, like he making me <laughs> drop the carbs. You know what I'm saying? He like had more I, than an eight-pack going. He had the back. He had the, he had the what are they called, the traps, the neck tra- muscles, whatever those are. He had yeah. a lot going on, all right? <laughs> that shirt was never staying on for more than an hour. Yeah. There's just no way. Everything was waxed down. You know what I'm saying? It was you clean. Know, like that was a prepared shirt removal. Shout out to JR Smith, by the way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how it goes back to <laughs> Cleveland. Because JR Smith <laughs> took off his shirt and everybody was like, All right, JR Smith. Like, yes, your body's a canvas. He had, it was all tatted up. We get it. It was like a promotional tour for all the tats on his body. Aaron <laughs> Donald ain't got one tat. It was just ripples on ripples on <laughs> 
I know Muscle Magazine or Men's Fitness will be calling Aaron Donald this week because whatever you're doing, the the world needs to know. We we need to know the secret to Aaron Donald. Drop the routine <laughs> is what the kids say on the internet. Aaron Donald, we need to know. We got Astley coming up. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag Astley. You can still give us a phone call, 877-710-ESPN. We got to figure out what we're doing for Kirk's birthday. This man's mm. turning 40 years old. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, y'all. Happy Friday, kiddos. Appreciate that introgress. <clears throat> Normally, it's Ask Slee, in which, you know, Alan Sliwa answers questions about his Murphy bed and which drinks he likes to drink when he's um, out on a date with Lady Slee, as I believe Trav <laughs> calls her. But that's nobody, nobody of those people are here now, so we're just not going to do that. Let's get right into it. 877-710-ESPN, 877-3776. Is it Ivan or Yvonne in Monroe? Ivan. Ivan in Monrovia. You're on ESPN 710 with Clinton Yates and Kirk Morrison. Hey, how you guys doing? So this one's for Emily. If, would you rather be the friend that has the car or the only friend that asks for rides all the time? Hmm. So I'm a little bit possessive of things. So I like to be the driver. I like whenever I'm taking my friends anywhere, I always elect to drive. I uh, have a sense of control. I like to own the remote. I like to own the playlist. I like to own the car. I like to be in charge of that stuff. So that's wow. that's the part of me that, uh, you know, sometimes can rub people the wrong way, but that's just who I am. I got to do it. That's why you're a good radio producer. When did you start driving? <laughs> I started driving. So in Virginia, which is where I'm from, if people don't know, I you can start driving at 15 and a half. Um, so I started driving then and then I drove stick shift. I drove a regular car and I've, I, oh, I drove a jet ski for the first time when I was nine. So that's a, that's that. So Kirk, are you my listening aunt- to this? Yeah. I, first of all, I don't, I can't drive a stick by the way. I don't, I don't, oh, is, really? drive, is, is driving a stick a thing anymore? Like maybe that's like what you should learn how to do for your 40th <laughs> birthday. I'm not even well, joking. Life like development. This, we, I've had this discussion before. I will never drive a, a stick ever. Like, okay. Ever. Like, there's okay. There's two reasons. Even, no, let me explain to you why. Aren't even made anymore. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Let, let me explain something. Let me let me let me explain something to you. World that we live in, Clinton. This Gates. is Come very on, true. Man. This there's is an two automatic, things. It is park, drive, reverse. That's the only three that we need. <laughs> I don't, nobody even puts it in neutral no more. Remember, you used to put it in neutral just to start the car. But that was back in the day for me. That's way back. That's popping clutches. This is what there's two reasons to have skills and manual now don't get it twisted yeah. i can't drive a stick either but i understand the value number one is cars are cheaper number right. two is it's an inherent anti-theft device sidebar because of people mm-hmm. like you and number three overseas most cars are manuals so if you can't drive one you're not renting one unless you're paying through for an you know paying an arm and a leg so there are trade-offs but it is a very sort of old school analog kind of thing Wait, at this you point say overseas Yes, as I'm in not, other countries on the globe. Are you familiar I'm with not, these? I'm not driving nowhere overseas. You know, we're not know. all Kirk Morrison with big no, NFL no, no, no. money. No. Some of us go to other nations that have to actually rent vehicles to I'm get just around. Saying, like, think about it. Like, I've I went to San Diego State University. 
I'm still scared to drive in Tijuana in a taxi. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, so now you Fair put enough. me in a car, like driving in a foreign country, not having the G. First of all, GPS. Like, you make the wrong turn. And you don't know where you could wind up at. That's all I'm saying. Like, if I go to another country, no, don't put me behind the wheel. But going back to what Emily said, Emily, you're good. You're just like me. I have to be in control. I have to drive. Even though on my on my college football assignments each week, they know that Kirk is the driver. Like, no matter what, I, I'm the driver. <laughs> For real? Everybody, yeah, everybody hops in. My play-by-play, you know, my uh, sideline reporter, producer. Hey, everybody just hop in with me. I'm going to get the funny. big truck. To a point where, like, I've had this this thing going that I still drive to the airport. I don't take an Uber because being in the backseat of an Uber, I still don't feel like I'm in control. Wow. I used to ride in the front seat of the Uber because I feel like I get cars because I'm so I'm so that used to being I'm so used Kirk to being in control, Emily, to guy. your point that it's hard to sit in the back seat of the Uber at times. So Emily, imagine you're the driver <laughs> and big old NFL Kirk Morrison pulls up. <laughs> Hey, you mind if I sit up front? You ain't saying no. <laughs> There's no possible way. No, COVID You're makes it now. No COVID, like, you can't do that, dog. No. You got to sit in the back, big dog. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. That is hilarious. 877-710-ESPN. Manuel in Gardena, what up? You're on Travis and Sliwa. What up, Clinton Yates? My man, Kirk Morrison. Yeah. What's the up, best Manuel? of the Raider Nation. How the hell are you, Kirk? Hey, man, it's been a while, brother. How you been? I've been good, man. You know, I've been with you since you were at the other station. I'm always a Kirk Morrison fan. No, so, no doubt, bro. You know I got to do an Ask Kirk, but real quick, just a couple of like quick comments. As far as like the halftime, it would have been nice to see Corrupt the Kingpin from Lamert Park <laughs> and the Dog Pound representing. But, uh, you know, I guess uh, it's a little too hard for the NFL. Right. Yeah, that was the undercard. That's the that's on the undercard. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's making the main event. You always got to think Mickey Mouse in the brain. Would Mickey Mouse approve yeah. this, man? Well, you always got to think well, about that. If you're that. calling Dr. Dre, man, I don't want no vanilla Dr. Dre. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, but uh, like I said, I digress. And then one more thing. Do the Raiders – well, I guess we'll just do this as they ask her. Yes, uh, please. So please the ask the question. Rams come in for six years and handle their business, do the damn thing. Are the Raiders ever going to turn this thing around, man? Because, you know, I've been a diehard Raider fan since 83, and uh, I hate seeing all these clubs restock the shelves, bring in chips, and then Raiders ain't getting nothing, man. I mean, I love D.C., and uh, I'll never jump ship. But what is the reality, Kirk? You let Appreciate the phone call, Manuel. He had a lot of takes there, and I've, yeah. I mean, are we really talking? Is he talking about defecting from yeah. Raider Nation to Rams? How to the Ramley, the yeah. Ram Chops, as I like to well, call them? Anyway, because there's ahead. still like so many Raider descendants. Because people forget yeah. that the last championship before the Rams won, the last football team to win a championship in Los Angeles was the '85 Los Angeles Raiders. There's no the way that people are going from Raider Nation to the Rams house. I, I know, but hey, I'm that. just telling you, this is what's going on. And I don't even know if they're called the Las Vegas Raiders right now, Clint. Someone told me they are now the Las Vegas Patriots West in oh, the hiring yeah. of Josh this, McDaniels and Dave yeah. Z. Yeah, they went really all New England um, Patriot. That's not Raiders, a bad so. thing, though. That's <laughs> <Pats are> pretty <laughs> good. Last time I checked. They were pretty daggone good. All right, one yeah. last one. This one is from at Daniel Tapia. 
He says, hashtag Ask Clinton, the restaurant is packed and it's up to you to get your group in quickly. What's the smoothest way to get your group in? I'm going to answer this one last, Kirk, because I know the answer for me. Whoa. So, like, kind of prefaces, help me out here. The the restaurant is packed and they need us to sit down? Like, what, what's, what are we doing here? Let me tell you something. As the president of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community, this is not a problem I run into very often. This okay. is a big part of the appeal of actually being on television is that people know what your face looks like. And okay. you can just go to the front and you don't have to pull a full do you know who I am. What right. you just say is, hi, I'm X and X. And you okay. just 50-50 shot that somebody in the vicinity is going to say, oh, wait, you're that guy on whatever. It's like, yes, <laughs> that is me. How about that? You don't push it. You know what I'm saying? You don't walk in talking about, get out of my way, I'm that dude. Because that's lame, and that's not even really what it's about. <laughs> you just kind of circle into this. You go in motion, if you say, and you're just right. there once that snap hits that you might be available for the jet sweep handoff to mm. get into your seat. That's that's really how you want to do it. You don't want to be magnanimous magnanimous and bombastic. You just want to let right. somebody know, hey, by the way, I'd love to get seated. You know, Oh, hey, yeah, you know, and it's all good. That's the way you do it. Yeah, got that's the way ahead. I do it, rather. Or you just go back outside and go in the car. Hey, look, you know what? I got Kirk Morrison. He's on the way right now. He's not in the restaurant. He'll be there in a couple minutes. When he gets in, just take care of him. Yeah, he likes to be in control. <laughs> Please don't screw this up for us. Okay. So you got to understand is- what it is. Okay, you look and you know if the restaurant is popping or not. You just got to go to the car real quick, call in. Hey, he'll be there in five minutes. I just want to give you guys the heads up. And then hopefully that works. Also, for those of you who don't live lives where your mugs and your voices are all over the airways, it's very simple. Just tell them it's your mom's birthday and they'll let you in. Coming up, the Rams are trying to run it back, but the question is, what does that look like? We'll get to that next. This is Travis and Sliwa.